0: Hi there, we're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We at Volo are committed to guiding teens as they seek to create authentic relationships in our increasingly digital world. Once these youth experience the power of being in community and their vast capacity for connection, we challenge them to go out and make the world a better place. Our circle is open to every race, gender, sexuality, ability, religion, and background. Our podcast is a hub of inspiration for both teens and adults. Embers is a place where our teens share their stories as they navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood. We realize they've got a lot to teach us. What they hope for sounds good to us, too. Join us here as follow youth explore timely and compelling topics, fanning the embers burning in each of us. This month, we were joined by two alumni. Together, they reflected on how the 2020 upwelling of the Black Lives Matter movement has impacted the world we live in today and how it might influence youth involvement and activism in the future. We admire the candor and hope these alumni brought to the conversation. Curious about what they have to say? Come along.
1: Hi, I'm Dana. Hi, I'm Grace.
2: Hi, I'm Joe.
1: So I want to thank you two for joining me today on this recording. And it feels, yeah, it feels like such a potent time in our country and our world. As we begin to emerge from the pandemic and um, we look back on the fact that it was a year ago the murder of George Floyd, that the Black Lives Matter movement really gained uh, momentum, a new momentum. And specifically, I think everyone would agree that the energy behind most of the protests were in large part because of your generation and your generation's eagerness to stand up for what you believe is right and to have your voices heard and like heard and seen, not just in communities, but around our country and the world. And to have this incredible ripple effect that I can speak for myself and people my age. And I think for those older and younger, that it was inspiring and kind of left us a little bit breathless as we watched everything unfold. So I wanted to devote this podcast to looking back at the past year specifically around the Black Lives Matter movement, and to hear about your experiences then over the course of this year as well, and, and then now, and where your thoughts are, what, what you're thinking about um, brings you hope, what feels challenging, so that we can continue to hear your voices and, and quite frankly, to follow them. So let's just get started on a general level. And Grace and Joe, if you could each talk about your involvement last summer in the Black Lives Matter protests and what led you to get involved and, yeah, and what did it feel like as you were participating? Probably for both of you, one of the first times you really were actively a part of some something like this.
3: Last summer was one of the first times that it, I experienced it on such a large scale. I remember being in, like, New York City when, like, the Ferguson riots were happening, but I was like 12 or something. And I, in like middle school, I was super passionate about like women's rights and feminism. And then I guess, yeah, in high school, I knew I wanted to pursue a career in social justice um, after college somehow, but it wasn't really until last summer that I feel like I was able to kind of like put those skills that I wanted to build into practice. Yeah, I like a lot of my friends, I think went to protests in both in Freeport, um, my hometown and then in like, Portland, where there were bigger protests. and then um, I also started doing work last summer with the police department in my town to establish a committee, a citizen advisory committee to help the police department with oversight accountability, hiring and filing complaints from the public. So that was, like, a really interesting experience I had that was, like, more in-depth than I was really expecting to have in high school, I guess. And then, I guess, about the protests themselves, I felt pretty energized by, like, just having so many people around you you who you felt, like, the love and the energy and the just inspiration and drive to, like, make change. But it was also really interesting just seeing for the first time, like, really up close and often just the way that like not in like a violent way but just the way that mob mentality works in the sense that like people you know just people follow what's in front of them and whether that's for good or for bad like it was just really interesting to see people in high school or people who i hadn't who i maybe didn't think cared much about these issues speaking up and i think that was an experience for a lot of people I don't know if you experienced anything like that, Joe.
2: Yeah, I think for me, the super interesting part about, or, or at least the memorable part in my own personal experience from that moment in time where, you know, uh, we were watching kind of everything unfold in different cities around the, around the country and, you know, hearing stories, seeing stuff on social media was all cool, but it was super interesting being an organizer on, on the, the Gideon campaign um, at the time. And working with a bunch of other people who were the same age as me, who are the same age as me, fresh out of school, who are also just super smart, first of all, but also super obviously politically engaged. And I just remember having conversations with, like, you know, the whole group of us, whatever, over Zoom or in in group chats, whatever. Obviously, not in person, which was a bummer because I think that would have been really interesting. And yeah, just uh, kind of being struck by. Um, definitely the power of the moment, but also the kind of unique or uniquely, I, I don't know, ad, advantageous isn't the word, but just that being in a position ourselves in the, the job that we were doing, you know, um, almost every day of the week, which was essentially talking with Mainers far and wide just how doing that job and how the the nature of the work was really left us or at least it made me feel like I was in a position to um, have some conversations with folks that I would not be having conversations with otherwise across the spectrum in terms of age and in terms of you know really all kind of demographics so that was a super interesting thing that was kind of uh, happening in my life at that moment and the process of trying to process everything that we were seeing and like, talking about. And, you know, it was a heavy time. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely remember the feeling of, and this is funny, coming off the back of what I just said, but also just the feeling of, like, kind of utter helplessness when, you know, it's like I'm sitting at home and scrolling through Twitter and I'm seeing, frankly, pretty terrible scenes of, or hearing terrible stories, whatever, and feeling small, really. Feeling super small, but then realizing that, A lot of folks in my generation felt the same way. We were angry enough, I think, to kind of override whatever anxieties surrounded COVID, group gatherings, whatever, and protests in Portland. And I was at a couple of those, which were powerful experiences in themselves. Just, you know, Portland as the home city for my life and being a place that I think in my experience has been pretty idyllic in a lot of ways to kind of have those experiences in the street with a with a group of my peers and doing the things that you know or for the cause that we were we were we were fighting for, I think it was super impactful, and that is the stuff that sticks with me.
1: Can each of you take take yourselves back a year to the protests you participated in and bring me into your body and your kind of soul and how you felt when you were actually protesting? And, yeah, can you can you start with that and just tell me what it felt like to be there?
3: Yeah, off the bat, like, to be completely honest, like, before the protest, it would always be like, oh, God, okay, this is going to be, like, so long. Like, I wanted to go, but, like, it would be, like, I wasn't super, super pumped for it. Like, I was going to do it, and I was I wanted to go. But it wasn't like, this is going to be a super fun day. I mean, obviously, that wasn't the point. <laughs> but being at the protest, I felt, we already talked about just – the overall love and empowerment, at least, that I felt just from having people around me, um, but just, like, the physical act of, of marching around Portland um, was, a like, a very um, interesting experience. I, I kind of forgot about this, but it was, like, pretty, like, physically <laughs> exerting because we had, like, masks on and everything. Mm-hmm. And so you were, you were, like, chanting whatever the chants were that people were saying, like, with your mask on, and it was, like, very repetitive, like like I can't breathe and you like had your mask on and like it was genuinely difficult to breathe when doing that and like there was another one where it was like um you put your hands up and they would be like hands up don't shoot hands up don't shoot and we'd do that for a very long time and like I'm not saying this in any way to like complain but since you asked <laughs> the the bodily effects I found was I was like wow like I'm tired. This is a lot of work, and I'm so happy to be here and I feel like so good and energized, but like at the same time like this is exhausting.
1: It feels that there's almost like a perfect storm of of your ident you're both at an age where you really are I think at the almost climax of helping form your identities and what a perfect event or summer to ha- to occur while that's happening that this these protests and the energy around a movement coincide with your sorting through what who you want to be and how you want to be in the world. And it's really neat to hear you describing the impact these protests have on you. And I think you are not alone in that in terms of it will influence everyone who participates in different ways. But I think many people in your generation have been impacted in a way that significantly shifted the the path they wanted to follow. I love that, um, I think it was Joe, that you started earlier talking about kind of feeling small and and helpless and that feels different. So that was your description I think of as you were seeing the violence unfold last summer and and to then engage and feel a sense of the difference you can make, the change you can make. I would like to know from your standpoint, from both of your standpoints in all of this, what if anything gives you hope both in your engagement and kind of the trajectory of our country and our world
2: the rolling out of a conversation about systemic racism i think to a lot of people that hadn't really thought about it before or at least like not in really serious ways i think all of it was led to led to moments where it's like oh my god i'm you know i'm surrounded by folks on a june night downtown Portland, who are all super energized and willing to willing to fight for change that was powerful
3: i kind of touched on this earlier a little bit but it did re-energize me and revitalize just my my energy and my drive to work on human rights civil rights social issues in my career and study that and really just dedicate my life to that because i just don't really see Anything else in my life that has drawn me as much as that has and I mean things could change for sure
1: So in the spirit of um, knowing that many of our listeners are of an older generation and I include myself in that bucket What do you want them to know in terms of your view of? how we can um, have our future be more inclusive so really to have George Floyd and countless others' deaths not to have been in vain, but to serve as a catalyst for change. What do you want the older generation to know about how we can be a more inclusive, less racist, more whole world?
3: I, I don't know. I feel like I usually, I feel like if anything, I wanted to talk to people in my generation more than the older generations, but if I had a megaphone, like not talk to, but if I, I feel like I need to get a message out more to people in our generation than other generations is what i'm saying but i think it would probably be about not just like having an open mind but like i just have a hard time understanding like why aren't there other ways that we can do things like when it comes to anything economics anything like people are like oh well this is what it is this is how it's been this is you have two choices: socialism, capitalism. Like I just don't really understand why we can't try and broaden our horizon and and see that maybe there's just whole other universes of things that we could be paying attention to.
2: If I were to have a kind of a message for 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 the older generations, I think it would be really beneficial for for everybody. If I think young people in America, especially, have you know young people globally for sure it's like when we look down kind of the the pike at the issues that we're going to be facing older as we as we become older you know potential environmental collapse yeah, definitely if you look at some of the statistics around wealth right now um, and like who's actually you know has wealth in america generationally race issues anything it's i think one of the almost criminally under talked about aspects of life for a young person is kind of an impending sense of doom on all sides. And if I were to have a message for older folks, I would just say that like, I hope that you can see where we're coming from when we're, you know, when there is talk about like wealth redistribution or um, kind of making these massive changes in the economy to accommodate for not, you know, destroying our environment. And just to say that like, the things that are going to take a better life for me and my generation are going to be, are not necessarily going to be the most comfortable things um, for, for folks in the older generation to accommodate for. And I just, it would just be appreciated.
1: Let's end with just a little bit of open mic as we look back on a year ago that um, you two and so many other young people engaged in this movement, which continues Anything else that you want to share about either your experience or where we've come or haven't come in the year and yeah, just anything, any, any stones left unturned that you want to put out to the world?
3: Mm, one thing I'd say just that comes to mind is I feel like there's kind of a couple camps out there in terms of like how people think we should go about dealing with these issues. And I think there's a lot of people who believe it needs to happen in a revolutionary way in a, in a in a very large scale way and from the activists i've seen online and people i know a lot of the energy has come from people of color and i've seen that a lot of white people i know and white friends and white activists have been more inclined to take the route of we should accept that progress is slow and take it step by step and take whatever gains we can make and personally i can see how both of those are important things, and they, I guess, need to both exist, probably, in order to keep pushing the world forward towards justice. But I guess that's just something that's always on my mind. I'm just like, what is the best way to go about this, and how do we make sure that we are actually addressing the needs of communities in a way that's effective and helpful and coming from them, not from the outside?
2: In a similar way to Grace, I think a lot of the things that I assumed just from my you know, rather privileged upbringing about the world and about the country we live in and about, you know, the way we've set up our social systems, our economic systems, our governmental systems. I think a lot of that stuff during the last year has kind of, there's been a bit of, you know, the veil's lifted a little bit, I think, on all of that. It's got me thinking a lot about the ways that, you know, a lot of the, the systemic issues are intertwined in America and they play off each other and amplify one another.
1: I want to thank you two for diving with such energy into a really dense, hard, heavy, also inspiring topic.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Like what you heard? We invite you to connect with us at followmain.org for additional ideas and inspiration. Music from this episode was created by one of our many talented teens, Miles. It was a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time, take care.